Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Healthy Christian Project. We're in Romania. We're sitting on the floor. I'm joined with Nicole. Say hello. 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 Uh, yeah, so this is going to be an interesting episode because I'm not looking at my laptop. I'm rather, I don't know, I'm kind of confused with everything that's going on. Uh, Nicole's grandma is in the back watering the plants. But she will be featured. She will be featured. <laughs> we will be uh, talking about something that's all too common and that I think everybody has struggled with at some point in their lives, no matter what feels. So this is universal. This doesn't just apply to fitness. But that thing is discouragement. Have you felt discouraged at any point recently? You were oh, telling me a yes. little bit yesterday. Yeah, we had a whole whole thing about discouragement yesterday. Do you, do you, do you want to share? Uh, if I have to. Yeah, share because it, it shows that you're not the, they're not the only people that go through it. Um, well, I guess I was trying to get some schoolwork done. And I looked at my professor's comments and grade that he gave me for the past week's discussion post, which I kind of left to the very last minute and really rushed it. So he said, while my work that I did post was excellent, I didn't reply to any of the other discussion posts. So he took off a lot of marks. So I did not get a good mark on that. And I was very disappointed, very discouraged. And I just, I didn't want to do any more work because I felt anxious. So I was like, might as well give up. Right. Right. That's a, that's an example of discouragement when it comes to education. There's also discouragement when it comes to business. And this is something that I struggle with quite a bit is feeling discouraged when I'm not meeting certain expectations and goals of myself, even though I'm doing all the right things. So that's something that I've been struggling with a lot. And to talk about discouragement, I've written a few things down. I'm just going to share them, and then we'll we'll talk a little bit. I think discouragement is probably one of the biggest things that hinders our long-term success when it comes to absolutely anything. Like we were just talking about, for you, maybe education. For me, business. For others, fitness and health. Literally any venture you partake on in life is subject to discouragement. There's always that risk. And ultimately, it's a product of the mind that product of the mind that will break you down and eat away any spark of motivation that you have to continue on the path of success that you're on. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's limited to anything. I think you could be discouraged about almost everything. Like you said, education, fitness, health, yeah. business, piano, That's your, thing. Yeah, your relationships, marriage, having children. Um, even spiritual life, like when you're discouraged because you feel like you're not growing into a better person, you you can be discouraged about anything. And I think that discouragement is more of a product of the mind than anything else. But also there's good news because it's fixable. You don't have to stay discouraged your whole life. That's nice. Yeah. So where does it come from? Well, I found out that discouragement breeds because we often have the wrong mindset towards something. You'll probably notice discouragement when you're a very results-focused person who needs to see results. And you're doing all the right things, but you haven't seen the results that you expected. So, for example, maybe for you, it would be... The grade. Exactly, the grade. Or for others, it's losing the 10 pounds. 
Mm-hmm. For me, it's maybe making a certain amount of money, helping a certain amount of people, uh, finding new clients to work with, you know, just talking to people. Or even when those clients that are focused on the results don't find the, the results that they expect. Exactly. Like maybe I'm trying to help and it's not working. Mm-hmm. That is also pretty discouraging. So I'm actually going to share a story. And for the sake of the podcast, I'm going to change up this this person's name. Let's call her Julia. I like that name. Yeah, Julia's a nice name. So a client of mine named Julia experienced discouragement very recently. So she and her husband signed up for my 12-week program, which is called the Healthy Christian Project. You're listening to the Healthy Christian Project. It's actually based on my 12-week program. She came to me. She was completely unmotivated. She was feeling lazy. She was feeling inconsistent, tired all the time, and super frustrated. Mm -hmm. And her goal was to lose 20 pounds. In the past, she told me that the only way she ever was able to lose those 20 pounds was going on an extremely restrictive diet that made her miserable. 1,300 calories a day, intense training sessions every day, cardio. For the record, I don't let my clients do anything like that. I know that's not sustainable long-term and that that is just the best way to yo-yo diet and gain all the weight back. More (laughs) with interest. Literally, yeah, you gain it back with interest. Not to mention that yo-yo dieting is actually so bad, not just for your weight loss, but also for your health in mm. the long term. Really? Yeah. The more you yo-yo diet, the higher, harder it ever will be to lose the weight. Oh, I yeah. did not know that. Anyways. The more you know. She also did not enjoy working out whatsoever. In the past, her and her husband worked out with another trainer and that trainer put them through very intense workouts. And in fact, they called uh, their time together when they'd go to the trainer's house the house of pain. So if if that doesn't tell you how much you did not enjoy workouts, I'm not sure what will. Sounds like the opposite of sustainable. Yeah. (laughs) How long can you go to the house of pain for? Right. It sounds like a a metaphor for hell. Yeah. Yeah, It sounds like, um, what are they called? Haunted house. Haunted house. One of those that you'd go on like Halloween. It sounds like a torture, (laughs) like a torture place, like a torture chamber, the house of pain. Anyways, Nevertheless, she and her husband signed up for the program, and Julia began putting in the work. She began exercising often, two to three times a week. She began going on walks, hitting 10,000 steps a day. She was watching how she eats and eating really healthy. In all aspects, she was hitting her action goals, what she wanted to get done. But four weeks in, she didn't see any progress. Six weeks in, she didn't see any progress. Eight weeks in, she still didn't see any progress. In fact, opposite. The scale went up by two pounds. This is, and this is in your program? Yes, this is during my program. And her discouragement was building up super strong. So my question, was she doing anything wrong? No, absolutely not. Was it her fault? Absolutely not. Was it the program's fault? Absolutely not. Okay, so what was it? Because we're looking at this objectively, something's wrong. Mm-hmm. We found out it was a matter of perspective. So when she told me she was discouraged, I scheduled a call with her that very day. I wanted to know what was going on. I wanted to see 
how she was feeling, what she was doing, where she was struggling, why she was so upset. So we called and throughout this call, we discovered several things. Firstly, she told me that this was a normal occurrence for her. Every single time she started trying to exercise, trying to lose weight, get her life back together, she wouldn't see any progress for six to eight weeks. And this was always normal. She told me when she was working with the other personal trainer and she didn't see those results. The house of pain one? The house of pain one. Okay. <laughs> that other trainer was very frustrated mm-hmm. because she was like, you should be seeing results by now. And so what that trainer did was dropped her calories even more to below wow. 1,200 calories a day. Julia also struggled with her hunger levels because her hunger levels are not like most people. She doesn't feel hungry. In fact, she often forgets to eat. And when she does eat, she doesn't feel full. She she doesn't have a sense of full. So the only thing is dropping her calories to below 1,200 calories a day. That's not a lot of food. Even for someone who doesn't feel hungry, you still need to eat. So I asked her some questions. I wanted to know about her off-scale victories. In other words, I wanted to know what the wins are in her life that she's had over the past two months that didn't have to do with the scale. And here's what we found out. Julia had motivation. She actually wanted to work out. Now that's, to me, the biggest win. (laughs) Yeah, not just wanted. She was excited to add another workout into her routine. That's like a whole mindset shift towards exercising because I understand that I used to also hate exercising. So that's like, that's a very big change. That's that's a win on itself. That's an enormous win. Enormous win, truly. (laughs) And she told me that she enjoyed lifting free weights. And she told me that she noticed that every time I was, uh, I was, programming progressions for her in other words like i told her to lift some heavier weights in her program Mm -hmm. she would get excited because she's going up in weights she's like oh my god i'm getting stronger and she noticed she was getting stronger with a lot of the exercises now remember earlier julia told me she had no motivation whatsoever to work out and did not enjoy exercising now she had motivation she enjoyed exercising and she was getting stronger on several of the exercises lifting heavier weights for more repetitions with ease. You know, I think the fact also that she enjoys exercising now, like the reason I find this to be one of the biggest wins that she could possibly even have, even if this is the only thing she walks away with, is that at least now exercise has become sustainable for her. Something that she feels she could do for the rest of her life if she actually enjoys it. It's not something that she has to force herself to do because how long can you really force yourself to do something that you hate? If you're constantly, you know, referring to it as, I don't know, going to the house of pain or something like that. And I have a question. If she is progressing, so like she's able to lift heavier weights, is it possible also that the number on the scale has not necessarily, like it has more to do with her maybe building muscle and I don't know. Definitely. You're the one that well, does the stuff. <laughs> here's like we'll talk about this in a little bit, but the scale is such a liar. Mm-hmm. The scale does not reflect your physicality in any way whatsoever. You can like two different people can hop on the scale, both at the same weight, same height, same BMI, telling them that they're obese. One is obese and one is completely built out of muscle. Mm-hmm. The scale will tell you just one number that has no information behind it yeah it's like if i you are yeah it's like (laughs) for example 
an Instagram influencer, um, let's say let's say there's one person who has 45 followers on Instagram and another person who has 100,000 followers on Instagram. You'll think that the person with 100,000 followers is more uh, successful because they have so many followers, yet they might not be making oh, a single true. dollar where the person with 45 followers might be... Have a whole business. Yeah, might have a whole business yeah. that's running successfully. <laughs> so that one metric tends to fool us quite a bit. Anyways, so finally, we also found out, like what Nicole mentioned earlier, is that she was finding the workouts and the nutrition super manageable and sustainable. Compare this with her previous experience of extremely restrictive dieting and not enjoying exercise. She felt that her current routine was sustainable and manageable long-term. That's an enormous win. Yeah, that really is. And so I asked her a question. I said, Julia... If your son, who swims competitively, was training for two months to hit his five-kilometer swim in under an hour and a half, but he was not seeing any progress or any results so far, what would you tell him? She said, probably to just keep putting in the work, keep going at it. And then it clicked for her. She's doing all the right things. She's in fact been seeing some really great wins and some amazing progress, just not in the one metric that she wanted to. And a simple change in perspective and a little bit of patience was all that she needed. So when discouragement comes, it's often because we're only focusing on one metric, one goal, one result that we're working towards that we have not seen despite doing all the right things and putting in the work. How do we combat that? We combat it through number one, patience, and number two, shifting our perspective. So let's start with number two, shifting the perspective. Stop looking at the very, very specific and subjective metric that you initially started working towards and start looking at all the little wins, the disciplines, the actions that you're doing. It helps us to see our circumstances in an entirely new light. A practical example, when someone begins an exercise program, they normally do it for an extrinsic reason, extrinsic motivation, such as to lose 20 pounds so I can fit in a dress. If they don't reach that goal, but they're doing all the things, they will become discouraged. If they do reach that goal, the satisfaction that they get is fleeting. It normally doesn't last more than a couple days. And they'll very quickly look for another goal to reach. And then the cycle repeats. Mm -hmm. However, if someone starts their exercise program for the same goal, lose 20 pounds, but along the way, they shift their perspective from this extrinsic result towards an intrinsic motivation, They will see little wins along the way that they would have never noticed before. They'll begin exercising and enjoying the process and the journey, not seeing it as a dreadful means to an end just to finally reach the destination. Because how can you really ever reach to the end? Exactly. Even if you use that dreadful mean to get to like less, what is it? Yeah, 20 pounds less. You know, eventually when you get there, if you don't keep, keep like doing the dreadful means then you're going to lose your progress exactly so and if you're enjoying what you're doing you're more likely to adhere long term and to see success 
And that's finding that long-term, finding satisfaction in what you're doing and the actions that you're doing is where that success comes from. Mm -hmm. Not the actual workouts, but enjoying the actual workouts, making fitness fun, making it something that you look forward to and part of your day. Yeah. Not something that you have to do that you drag yourself to do. Yeah, that's true. I like the example that you told me today about your dad. Right. So my dad, uh, I posted, I posted a picture not that long ago and I literally just said, make fitness fun. You don't have to torture yourself when you're working out, find something that you enjoy doing with people. You enjoy doing it with in circumstances that you enjoy doing. And my dad called me and he was like, you know what? I used to really enjoy biking when I was a kid, but I stopped doing it because I couldn't bike anymore. And then he told me, but with all the leg workouts that I've been doing, my legs have gotten stronger. So I decided I'm going to bike to work. And he took the bike, he biked to work, he biked back home, and he loved it. Oh, that's amazing. And now he's <laughs> genuinely enjoying biking, which is just more exercise adding into his yeah. routine that he's enjoying, which will further allow him to reach his goals. But that's not the goal anymore. Yeah. The goal is just to enjoy what he's doing. It's really interesting because if he didn't start your program, like working out regularly, because I remember you telling me that in the beginning he didn't want to because he was afraid that it would take a long time mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe he felt like he was too old to start. But the progress that he saw was amazing to the point where now this really has become a part of his lifestyle. That, As you just said, he's now adding another source of exercise that he just finds enjoyment. He probably wouldn't have thought of biking to work and to take up biking again, which he enjoys if he didn't start exercising. Right. So another one, this is for me, probably more so me than for you, but I genuinely enjoy when we go on like these hikes um, up mountains. I know oh, you're scared. No, no, no. I enjoy it too. <laughs> I'm sure. Okay. <laughs> sure. Okay. I don't enjoy the part where I like, I'm out of breath and like my chest starts hurting and I feel like I'm going to die. But other than that, it's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it feels great when we stop. And now I feel like, wow, what a workout. My heart feels great. Right. Here's the thing. Often we define what success means by our own standards. But the standard of success is something that's completely different. Just because we think that losing 20 pounds is what success is or having 100,000 followers is what success is or making $200,000 a year is what success is. That's not necessarily the case. Mm -hmm. Success is when you enjoy what you're doing. That's very true. That's true. Like it reminds me of that story that you were telling me and my mom also told me the same day completely unrelated conversations about the fisherman and Ah, the businessman okay i'm not i'm not a i'm not an expert at this story i've only heard it twice um this comes from i don't know where it comes from but i heard it from jonathan goodman you heard it from your mom yeah (laughs) (laughs) um basically there was a mexican fisherman what they're mexican Yes, they have to be Mexican. Oh, okay. Um, there was a Mexican fisherman, and he was a very humble guy. His days would go like this. He'd wake up in the morning. He would go and fish. He'd catch a couple of fish. He would come home. He'd eat with his wife, and he'd go hang out with his friends, come back home, sleep, and repeat. Okay? Very simple, very simple. One day, as he was fishing, another boat came up beside him, and they're like, hey, why don't you, with all those fish that you have, why don't you go sell them in, in the marketplace? He's like, 
uh, okay, and then what? Like, why? And he was like, so you can make some more money. And he's like, okay, then then what? So you can, uh, you, you know, you can start you can start hiring some people. Okay, and then what? Well, if you start hiring enough people, you'll catch more fish. Okay, and then what? Well, if you catch more fish, then you can go sell it in a bigger marketplace. Okay, and then what? Well, if you sell it in a bigger marketplace, then you'll be able to make even more money. And then what? Well, then you can start your own company. And then what? Well, if you hire enough people and you start your own company and you're catching all this fish and selling it in the marketplace, you can build up this enormous company and make lots and lots of money. Okay, and then what? Well, you'll be able to sell that company and retire. And then what? Well, then you'll be able to come out here and fish when you can and go have fun with your wife and fill with your friends and get back to the exact same place that you already are. And I think we often look at the metrics of success, like this this uh, guy who came up to the Mexican fisherman as making lots of money and doing all these things, but that's not what success is. This man was enjoying his life mm-hmm. as much as the other person thought he would have enjoyed his life if he did all these other things. Yeah, that's true. So we're always looking towards one metric. And I I mentioned this, we just touched upon it, money. We often try to make as much money as we possibly can and get disappointed if we don't hit a certain amount. So for some people, it's like they didn't get a raise. For some people, they didn't make enough sales that year. And we get discouraged because we're not seeing success according to our own standards. But our perspective is completely wrong. When you begin enjoying the process, you know those people who say, enjoy what you do, find a job that you love and it's it's not work anymore? Mm-hmm. That's They're kind of right. When you enjoy the process, when you enjoy finding value and, and creating value and helping people and seeing small wins and enjoy the journey, you don't beat yourself up anymore over not hitting that revenue goal. When you enjoy exercise and finding new ways to implement it that you don't dread, you don't beat yourself up anymore over not hitting your weight loss goal. It just becomes part of your lifestyle, which makes you more likely to actually hit that goal. Yeah, that's true. I'm even thinking about, um, I think in my undergrad, it was because everybody's trying to reach for that 4.0 GPA and it was all about the grades. Like I really adopted that mindset that it doesn't matter like about what I learned because obviously I'm just going to recycle that information after the exam, after the paper, it doesn't really matter. It's just about the grade. So if I didn't get the grade that I wanted, I'd really beat myself up. Right. Can we just it. talk about like for one second how much the education I, system is such a scam? <laughs> Anyways. You just... Yeah, but I think now that I'm in my master's at Tyndale, I find the learning environments very different than how it was at U of T because it's – they emphasize the learning aspect so much more than the grades. And they really do try to like, I don't know, they don't just say it like, oh, it's not the grade that matters. It's your learning. Because like any professor is going to say that, but they really do try to like have you critically think about how would you apply the situation. They really focus on the application and make it relate to yourself. And like, I feel like slowly I'm starting to change my mindset towards like, instead of focusing on the results of my grade and all that's all that matters. Like I'm actually trying to enjoy what I'm learning and like the process, which I think I, I really need to shift my mindset on that because, and that goes even for my exercising and every other aspect. Right. Like for example, when I was in acting school, our metric of success was not what the professor graded us. Hmm. Because they're like one professor could give you an A plus, yeah. another 
professor could give you like a, a 65 because they hated your performance. It was so like subjective. In the arts. <laughs> the metric of success was whether you were enjoying what you do. Because if you hate what you do and you're an actor, then you are in the wrong profession. Yeah. If you hate what you do and you're doing anything, you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. You can't hate what you do and try to find success in it. Yeah. Otherwise, you're going to waste your life. That's true. So really, it all comes down to enjoy the journey and don't focus so much on the destination. Yeah. So finally, the best way to enjoy any journey you are on in this life is by following the journey that God has mapped out for you. And this will be far more beneficial for you when you submit your journey to what God's will is for you rather than trying to take it into your own hands. The book of Proverbs says the heart of man plans his ways, but the Lord establishes his steps. So when you let the Lord establish your steps, you're going to find so much more joy in it. And I, I think back to um, Habakkuk mm-hmm. and in the book of Habakkuk, the prophet writes Habakkuk three, verse 17 to 18. And I love this. It's, it's the perfect thing about discouragement and where we find our true joy. Though the fig tree does not bud and though there are no grapes on the vines, Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, though there is no sheep in the pen and no cattle in the stalls, I will rejoice in the Lord. I will be joyful in God, my Savior. In other words, though everything I do is failing, though I'm not seeing any results for the work that I'm doing, though no fruit is popping up in my life and I am not bearing good fruit, I'm not making money, I'm not seeing results, no matter what happens, I will rejoice in the Lord and I will be joyful in God, my Savior. So no matter what part of your life you're in, whatever you're trying to achieve, whatever is holding you back, I want you to remember to, one, rejoice in the Lord, Two, be patient. And three, focus on the journey, not the destination. Amen. That's very true. And it also makes sense that you would find more joy in the journey if you submit submit it to God and try to follow the journey that God has mapped out for you. Because once you truly, truly submit your plans, your will, your journey, everything to God, then whatever circumstance that God puts you in, whatever situation, whether it may look like a disaster, whether it looks like, okay, there's no coming back from this or I've hit rock bottom or whatever the situation is, if you truly submit it to God and then you can put your trust in him. You can trust that, you know what, whatever situation I'm in right now, I'm, you know, God has put me here. I want God's will to be done, not mine. And he's put me here for a reason. And so it really helps you trust the process because you know that there's a greater author than you that's writing your story. And you know that it's not just up to chance. It's not like, oh, we'll see what happens or, you know, if I have good luck or bad luck, because that doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously your actions matter, but I believe that once you really submit and trust God, that's when you can have peace despite any circumstance and you can have that peace that surpasses all understanding even when your situation may not make any sense and you may feel discouraged because you know god's on your side exactly that's not a verse it's like unless the lord watches and the watchman watches in vain exactly something like that like unless god is on your side 
that you I are, do. Everything you do is in vain. You're going to be anxious. You're going to be upset because you haven't reached your metric of success. But if God is on your side, and if you are submitting everything you do to God, that not just includes your education or your finances. It also includes your fitness and health. Mm-hmm. It also includes everything that you do in this life. Yeah. Your relationships, your 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 marriage, everything that you do in this life, when you finally submit it to God, there's no more reason to be anxious that you haven't seen a result. That's true. Because even when it seems like, oh, what does my fitness have anything to do with God? Or I remember I used to think like this, like where I would think, oh, you know, this isn't something I can bring to God because why would he care? Like this has nothing to do with my relationship with God. It has nothing to do with spirituality. This is like just a random thing in my life, you know, whether it be school or fitness or anything. But you realize that God created you and everything like around you, he he is the Lord over everything. And every single thing that you do, you can do it prayerfully. Like you can pray without ceasing. You can do, you can submit everything that you do to God and give it as worship. All the work that you do, if you're making pizza, if you're working out, if you're playing the piano, if you're like planting some trees, literally anything that you do can be a form of worship to God. You just have to I don't know, know how to do that, to pray without ceasing. That's a whole other topic. <laughs> that is a whole other topic. We can get into in another episode. Yeah. But if you've joined us thus far, thank you for listening to another episode. a real one. And if you've joined us thus far, you get to see our Shrek cup. Well, most of them are on the podcast, so well, they'll get to hear that get there to is hear. a Shrek cup available. Um, for me to drink from, not for us to give away. But <laughs> anyways, we'll talk to you soon. And thanks for joining us on another episode of the Healthy Christian Project where we connect our faith and our fitness. Toodaloo. Bye.